0: discussion with the statement, fandom, to quote Barbara Mandrell, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. (laughs) I love fandom. It is a source of entertainment and relaxation and occasional vexation. And, um, I, you know, honestly, I just, I love it. And, um, But I do acknowledge that there are parts of fandom that can really kind of fuck you up. So we're going to talk about it. But I don't want um, future listeners coming across this particular title and clicking on it and thinking, oh, gosh, she's going to spend the next two hours um, bashing fandom. And that is not what this is about. This is about um, uh, writers and readers and how we um, interact in fandom and and how fandom shapes us. And um, sometimes you see something in fandom and you think, Girl, what happened to you? Damn <laughs> You'll be like the first story you read from an author is amazing. It is so good. Everything is tight, the mechanics are awesome, um the, the GMC is spot on. Um it it just and then like five, six stories into their archive you're looking around wondering if someone has, has if it's a pod person. And I don't I don't know what that is. I'm not sure if it's laziness or um uh disenchantment with um a particular fandom or um ag- you just get aggravated with your readers and just say fuck it and just start throwing up all kinds of shit. I don't know. I don't know what that is. Um so <clears throat> it's something that I see. I still have my cold, but it's it's slowly going away. Um I can't uh Obviously saying I'm not going to cough during this thing because I've already done it. Um, but I'm going to try to keep it to a minimum. Anyways, um, <clears throat> one of the things that I encountered as a writer is that there's a certain... And I, I have I have talked about reader entitlement so much, so much in fandom. And this is not really about... Um, reader entitlement so much as it is about reader expectations Um, because readers you know they go to AO3 and they pull up a story and it's complete and it's 500,000 words and they're like yes that's my weekend or if you're like me that's my Saturday (laughs) because I will sit down and read till I'm done if I get really interested in something right so um it You go along, and one of the things I encountered when I first published Fall for You, which was my original work that I published under Kara, um, is that people were complaining because it was too short. Well, the fact of the matter is is that because Kara was a new pen name, it would have been very difficult for me to get any publisher to publish anything over 75,000 words. Because they're not gonna take that kind of risk on a new writer, a, a new pen name. Even publishers who knew me, who, who know me professionally and with other pen names wouldn't take on a new pen name with a book that size because it's um there's a lot of money involved in producing a book. There's paying the editor, there's paying the cover artist, um there's there's time involved. There's distribution, and that's a lot of money to invest in someone brand new and a, a brand new name that they don't know how it's going to go and how the market is going to bear that new name. So, but even now, I um although Fall for You did very well for the publisher, they're they're really pleased with it. So thank you all very much. I, I really appreciate your support. Um, and I do have something, uh, a a, a new story kind of in the works in my brain, um, but I haven't got quite it down on paper yet. (laughs) Um, I still would not be able to place anything over, say, 95,000 words with a publisher. Um, That's just a lot, um, because it also gets cost prohibitive for the reader, because um, who wants to spend $13, $14 on an e-book I wouldn't. Um, in it. <coughs> <coughs> It causes you have these readers who who go um haunt you know looking around for professional novels and they're they're too short Um, there are formula well that formula is often required by the publisher publishers say okay this this and this especially like with Harlequin where they have a formula that you have to meet as a writer in order to be published with Harlequin Um, all independent publishers are are a great deal more. um lacks on those standards as far as like having a formula like your heroine has to tell your hero that they love them before they have sex. um there can't be a kiss before chapter three. I'm not kidding those used to be the rules for Harlequin desire <laughs> in the eighties and nineties. I am fucking not kidding with you. I really am not um they had a very defined box that you had to sit- you had to sit in as a writer now. My current publisher doesn't have that kind of box. Um, um, none of my current publishers do. Um, so because I've I've tended to go through, towards independent houses as I've gotten older and less interested in being um, Nora Roberts, <laughs> um, I it has opened up some freedom for me that I didn't have when I first started. And I got very disenchanted with the idea of being a professional writer because of that. Um, <clears throat> and I think that with fandom – um, that happens in particular um, with um, <clears throat> with writers who come in and out of fandom. Um, like, they go into fandom, they come out to fandom right professionally, they delete all their fan fiction. You don't got to do that. Nobody cares. Literally nobody cares. Um, E.L. James has proven to publishers that fan fiction writers can make a whole lot of money. They don't give a fuck about your fan fiction. Stop deleting it, they really don't care, really, they really don't care um, <clears throat> but um so you know stop deleting it uh even if you use a different pen name you know don't don't sweat it so much anymore um unless okay there there are exceptions like um if you want to go into y a um, and you've got a whole bunch of filthy Harry Draco porn on AO3, you might not want to use the same name for your professional work as you did your. And you might not want to advertise that you've got all this Harry Draco porn on half 3 um, to your young YA readers because that would be inappropriate. Um, or if, like, say, for instance, you've written a great deal of porn like myself and um, you've got a pen name um, that's in the um, uh, in the inspirational market the last thing you want to do is present yourself as an atheist who writes a whole bunch of porn. I'm not speaking from experience. I'm just saying that if I had an inspirational pen name, I don't. Um, I would not want that pen name associated with Kira because that would cost me money. <coughs> I'm also not that um, terrible. I, I honestly am not that terrible. I would not um, go around writing inspirational um, fiction um, and, and pretending to be a Christian writer because that would just be a step too far for even me. I, I promise you. You don't have to go trolling a Christian bookstore to find my work. There, there's none of my work there. I really promise. Um, Although it does amuse me that apparently there's, like, Christian erotica now. I don't even, I don't, I don't get it. (laughs) But regardless, regardless. Okay, so, you know, yeah. I mean, if you want to enter an arena where it would be very difficult for you to have porn writings up on the Internet um, associated with your pen name, you don't want to associate those. Those two topics. The other side of it is is if it's on the internet, the internet's forever. You you can't just delete it. It will never go away. It will always be out there in some form or another. So if you've written porn, Harry Potter, whatever, and you want to get into YA, you need to divorce yourself from that persona completely. Okay? Complete divorce because otherwise um it just won't be good. Did we get Kristen back? Did I hope her audio worked out? Did your audio work out? I always kind of worry about newbies in the chat room cuz sometimes the audio doesn't um automatically start playing and um they don't know what to do and um they get frustrated and they leave. I hope you're still here. Um <clears throat> Apparently, Jillie is like traveling this evening. She's doing some carpooling. Um she is listening to to me, I guess, on her phone and um apparently I I fucked her up with the Christian erotica. Um I don't know. Sorry. Sorry, Jillie. My bad. Um Lady Holder, I think that's you on the phone. Is that you on the phone? Lady Holder, are you in the chat room? Is that your number? I have to look on my cell phone. I know no phone numbers when I was younger because I didn't have um, I because my phone more often than not was plugged into a wall because it wouldn't work if it wasn't plugged into a wall, um, and my phone didn't have a phone book, um, and it, sometimes it depending on which house I was at, it might have had a dialer, you know. Sh- there are those of you in the chat room who have no idea what I'm talking about. That's fucking hilarious. Um, and so I memorized phone numbers. I had like maybe a hundred phone numbers memorized when I was younger. Now I don't. I couldn't even call my husband without my cell phone. Is that sad? <coughs> That's really sad, right? <sighs> Anyways. Um, Lady holder because she's kind of str- she's straddling the line between professional writer and fan fiction writer. Um I am you are and um it's it's very it's um it's an interesting line to straddle because you um It is. And you don't keep it really separate. I mean I mean, I mean your your fan fiction readers know your professional
1: name. Yes. I'm, I'm rather am casual and- about it because I, I, I don't have much to hide, and honestly, it does. It's not going to impact my life horribly if things get cross-posted, if you will. Yeah, and um, also, if you like, anything... in a
0: church, you wouldn't want oh, anybody know. to
1: know that you
0: post porn on the internet. I'm not. <laughs> pointing at anybody in particular as I say this. But if you work in a church or you work in an elementary school or you work with children like in a daycare, you need to be careful mm-hmm. about the kind of content that you post online in your own name. Because mm-hmm. you don't want some parent Googling your name, check you out and finding your hairy Draco porn.
1: <laughs> yeah, that would that would be a bit rushish.
0: Not be good, not be good, but not so much. I want to no. ask you, um, Lady Holder. Sure. Um, do you feel uh, that sometimes fandom um, creates um,
1: expectations? For Unrealistic and expectations. Right? Yeah. Yes. I'm going to be honest. I'm one of them. Um, <laughs> and well, okay. Here's the thing. I got into fandoms because I like to read, and I started uh, enjoying TV shows. And I wanted to do the "What if?" and "Hey, what happens if you if you you know go left instead of right?" and "Why the hell is he sleeping with her? That's not right!" Ick, ooh, them. Let's go find this other person. That was my original reasoning behind everything because I just couldn't stand some of the the, the pairings that were coming up, and. What, ended up, what I ended up figuring out is I have my favorite authors as far as paper books that are sold in a store, but if given a choice to feed how fast I read, brick and mortar story, yeah, um, to, to feed how fast I read, I, I do fandom. Not because fandom, fanfic writers um, write faster, although some do. Uh, it's because there's more of them. You
0: know, know, I was – nine times out of ten, if if, if I'm out of reading material and I have a choice between picking up my Kindle and going and finding a new book that I have to pay for and going to AO3 and trolling (laughs) ten pages of fan fiction for free, I'm going to troll ten pages of fan fiction to find something to read. Yep. And I'm a professional writer, and I admit this. I am more likely to read ten, fifteen incomplete works of fan fiction than I am to go buy a book. <laughs> uh huh. How sad is that? <laughs> well, no, I do buy. Thing, though I have also I do buy. Like um, J.D. Robb comes out, I'm buying a book. Uh-huh. El- Elizabeth Peters comes out, I'm buying a book. Um, Julie Garwood, I'm there buying some... a book. But
1: Ooh, you know, you do like her, huh? Okay. I yeah, there, there's I some... I do, I do. Me too. Um, there's some authors that will probably forever be on my buy list. Um, if Anne McCaffrey was still alive, I'd be seriously looking at everything that woman um, ever ever writes. There are only a couple that, um series that I never bought because I did look at them, I tried them, they weren't my cup of tea. You know, Mercedes Lackey is the same thing. Um, David Webber... Uh, Don Ringo gets a um a look. my husband buys those, so I don't have to um you know it's it's things like this that those guys only put out maybe two books a year though okay and yeah they're they're good long, meaty books. but when I can find a five hundred thousand word epic on a o three free
0: free. <or, laughs>
1: for free um for free. What the hell is, what's the one, the one that we're both following that is that super-duper long Hobbit semi-fix-it Lord of the Rings thing that is, I, I can never pronounce the name.
0: I can't it's the either, one Thorin... but my favorite part of the um, summary is that Thorin mm-hmm. Oakenshield is four foot ten inches of grief and regret, I think. Perfect. Yeah. Or perfect. Yeah. Is that it? it yeah. Sums up the whole thing. It really does.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um, but yes, yeah, when you know financial <laughs> concerns. Um, uh, but I
1: don't really well, I know why. For it time, too.
0: I went looking. For I food. do. I,
1: I don't remember. why. Um, I mean, I remember. I think, honestly, I. I know why I did. I didn't actually go look. What I did was I typed. I was. I was actually looking for some of the behind-the-scenes stuff. And I was looking up CSI, and there was CSI fan fiction, and, it's, and it was stories, and it's like click. And I didn't have the Azure rule at that time. Or, and, and, you know, th- things were – from, from CSI, it led to NCIS, which led to um, uh, lots of other things, which led to um, Stargate, actually. And that's what really ticked me over. That's, that was what was the the final thing and then I started writing.
0: Well my gateway drug into Stargate fandom was Ronan Keller. I I can't even deny it. I've got fiction that that I wrote out of it. Um crappy fiction that I, I think about it. <laughs> it's fine. But I, I can't I can't pronounce that word either. Sansuk.
1: Yeah. It Sand well hook? it helps that it's in dwarvish and neither of us speak that particular language.
0: <clears throat> but yeah, it's a great story. <laughs> but mm-hmm. what it boils down to, I think is that, um, fandom creates a uh, culture, good and bad. There's a, there's, um, fandom isn't itself a, a very, um, complicated culture to be a part of. And, um, <laughs> what, uh, you can either be a positive force in fandom, or you can be a negative force mm-hmm. in fandom, or you can be me. I'm not sure which one I. <laughs> I think I might be like um, neutral ki
1: of nature. <laughs> I, I think you, I think you qualify as a force of nature, Holmes.
0: Huh? <clears throat> I don't. Um, yeah, you, know, you know, one of the most startling things that I just, dis- I, I find um is that sometimes when i interact with people it's obvious and i'm making them nervous and i don't know what to do with that i don't know um i don't know what to do with it i don't even know what that means i mean for all my attitude problem and for all the shit that i say have any of you ever actually seen me completely lose my shit on an individual person by name
1: okay i've got my hand up but then again i have reasons
0: yeah, but you're different. It was over the phone. I mean, like, <laughs> on my blog or on my site or on Facebook. No. Now, I'll ban no. somebody's ass. Yeah. <laughs> and I'll it. But, but as far as, like, Dark just called me the Deadpool fandom. Should, is that is that good or
1: bad? <laughs> well, Deadpool's got a mouth. His nickname is the Merc with the
0: Mouse Brad Brad deserved it
1: Brad Brad Brad. Brad totally walked into every single one of those things And deserved everything he got
0: (sighs) But um, I never gave you enough information For you to actually identify Brad Or even if Brad was his real name
1: No, we never. I didn't put out an
0: email address. I didn't put out a Facebook profile. I in no way identified this person who was who was being Mm -hmm. a complete sorry motherfucker to me in my email. Um, So I just don't do that. And so whenever I encounter someone who um, is is genuinely um, kind of afraid of me, I don't know what to do with it. I don't even know what that means. The other side of it are those readers who writers on AO three. If I give feedback, I had one person tell me she got so nervous when she realized I was reading her work that she stopped writing.
1: Uh Um. mm. What mm, do I do with that? I don't know. If I knew what to do with that, I, I would tell you, but I really don't. Okay. Um.
0: I promised her I'd stop reading her work <laughs> is what I did. But I don't know um, what that is. I um, I am sometimes incredibly rude to readers, but I go out of my way in fandom to be kind to other writers.
1: hmm If you weren't kind to other writers, we would not have rough trade. We sure as hell would not have wild hair. And
0: yeah, because I'm gonna be I don't, honest, I don't, I don't, we, we bitches. Rough trade's a lot of work. <laughs> the wild hair project mm-hmm. is actually kind of smoothed out, and it's not a great deal of work. Everybody knows what they're doing, and there's a really big, super involved. Um, uh, mhm. Guidelines that um, Jilly put together mm-hmm. to, to post, and um, it's very detailed, and it's really hard for you not to do it right. Um, and the learning curve is really short. But Rough Trade in itself is a great deal of work, because Rough Trade gets a lot of traffic. Um, we mm-hmm. can range anywhere from eight to 12,000 individual users in a 24-hour period um, on Rough Trade.
1: And only about um, four of them are mods. <laughs>
0: right right and so um i i don't even know how many members Rough Trade currently has um i'll have to go look but RefTrade's a lot of work so i'm just putting it out there and i'm not whining or complaining because if i didn't want to do it i just wouldn't do it um i sure as so hell wouldn't waste money on it if i didn't want to do it it isn't about that um it's um just me saying actually that um it's a lot of fucking work <laughs> so it's not complaining yeah. It's just an acknowledgement that um, Rough Trade in itself is probably the most involved project I've ever had um, where it wasn't technically a job.
1: In some ways, it is a job, though.
0: Yeah, but you know, know what I mean, though. It's it that's like a... Yeah. You know what I mean.
1: But it's one you've taken on yourself, okay? And you you've determined that this is what you want to do. And... You know, I don't don't reach through the phone and smack me for this, but in some ways, I honestly think this is your legacy project to the writers that are coming after you.
0: I don't disagree with that. I won't smack you for it. Okay. Besides, I'm hey, the master of well, the relationship. Yeah, <laughs> is. If anybody's okay, getting their fine. ass
1: back around here, it's me. <laughs> but the problem is, is I don't. <laughs> Well now wait a second. No wait a minute. no, damn it. He gave up the house son. Can't try and get hold of himself. Hello, <laughs> oh, no, Mr. Kira, she needs her butt. Thanks. Can you go do that, please? She's <laughs> <laughs> busy. I would probably get just... the, I would probably get uh, the biggest the fuck over. Of...
0: <laughs> we currently have eight thousand seventy one members to Rough Trade. Of which only I would say about 200 of them are writers. And even if they don't yeah. comment, um, even if um, they don't hit the like button, um, almost every post on Rough Trade generates between four and 5,000 views during the month. Um, I'm not sure if that's something you wanted to know or something you didn't want to know. (laughs) (coughs) know, I've always, always, um, since I was very young, um, enjoyed the company of other writers. And I've talked before mm -hmm. about um, um, being at the table with other writers and um, engaging in conversations with other writers. And it's just... it's um, it's honestly the most rewarding relationship you can have outside of, you know, your marriage, um, or at least my marriage. My marriage is very rewarding. <laughs> I'm not gonna speak to yours or anybody else's. Um, although I my husband is genuinely a pain in the ass. I'm, I'm not gonna lie. I mean, um, he had a staycation. Ah. He planned oh, his vacation last week. Well, now he's off until Tuesday, so it's like staycation part two.
1: Mm. I'm sorry.
0: <coughs> well, <coughs> <coughs> the stats for um, Renewade are pretty cool. Um, I'll share those with you guys and get over there. Fucking load, load. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I hate um, to wait, My to... is so slow. I can't wait for Google to get here. I'm so excited for Google <sighs> Fiber. Um,
1: do you have it? I have got years yet. I've got I won't be all-time views 3,600. Right. Oh, you you're lucky I haven't. All-time views 3 uh 3,614,838. Uh total of um 8,618 comments. I don't know if that's just since you reopened it or what. Um, the best that's ever so, day. That's, was,
0: opening. that's just reopening. Those are comments from, on pages that are currently active. It's not comments on the last oh, rep so trade. That's, we had a little over 25,000 comments on the last rep trade event.
1: Okay, so the best ever day, though, since I think this is something that actually just keeps going, is forty-eight thousand ninety-one views for the day. Mm-hmm. Today, so far, we've had two thousand nine hundred eighty-one views, and that's what I'm seeing off of rough trade. Um, yeah, your your project file is the number one so far.
0: Mine was which is not a surprise. And, um Let's not share any of
1: those numbers, <laughs> oh no, of course not. that's rude that's um, the, um, that, that the reason why that, that fluxes by hour sometimes,
0: yeah, well, one of the reasons why i I pulled the writers out of the back end is because they were seeing some <laughs> statistics, and the the statistics weren't always accurate, and um it just it just wasn't good oh, it just oh. wasn't good um. We have had since just this month, we've had eleven thousand visitors. And mm-hmm. they have that um, yeah. Um But you know, so rough trade is a is a labor of love and it's not something that um and I'm not I'm not complaining. Um it's just it's a great deal of work. So if you ever get the idea that you wanna do some <laughs> shit like that, come talk to me first. <laughs> I'll let you know oh how my difficult God, yes. it is for fucking real. Um there's a lot of personalities involved way. in Rough Trade, a lot of different personalities, a lot of conflicts that you guys never see, um, a lot of asshole readers cool. that you never notice because they get deleted, um, because all the comment is, moder- is moderating. You, you would made. not believe some of the assholes on Rough Trade oh. violating my rules, left, right, and center like they don't even matter. I've got one commenter. Who is banned from commenting On all three of my sites
1: oh, Did you hear my southern one.
0: come out just then Did you hear my I oh, heard, hear I my heard it come live out? and clear <laughs> Oh yeah <laughs> All three of my sites <laughs> Uh huh By the way <laughs>
1: completely aside, My I, color The blush and bashful, bashful Every time <laughs> Yeah you do So my like that. Um so April this year, we had 450,222 visitors,
0: Visit. or views, at least. Vis- views. Um, yeah, so.
1: I'm, I'm, I'm going to put a, it down for 500. That's actually a huge amount of traffic for a site with transient content. Yes. I'm going to put it down for 500,000 this month, or this coming month.
0: I think so, too. I agree. I agree. Um, now, because the November that we ran the, um, the November that I wrote Broccoli Lowell and Jilly wrote Southern mm-hmm. Black, we hit 700,000 views, but our totally biggest single month it. was the month that Miss Jilly swung into the door with Emergence, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like... Gee, I I, had, I I wish I'd seen her coming because um I, I, had, never, I grade had never seen anything like that. I have never seen that kind of traffic on rough grade until that point. And I was like, <clears throat> who is this woman and what is she doing? Where are all these NCIS in in bits coming from? I don't have any of these bitches trained. And that's the thing. <laughs> Stargate fans... And Harry Potter fans—they're um, very familiar with my work. They—they they know how to behave. Um, they come into rough terrain, now. and for the most part, they really behave. They—they they do behave. Now, sometimes they—they they get a little excited and they go off the rails a little bit, or they ask a the question they're not supposed to. Fine. Oh, I had not trained any of these NCIS readers. Not a single one of them. <laughs> I was yep. unprepared for what happened.
1: Weren't we all
0: Sorry about the noise? She just swung in there with fucking dragons <laughs> and Tony Donoso, and it was like, damn, damn. <laughs> what am I supposed to do now? Oh, yeah. There were all these assholes commenting, asking questions, <clears throat> making sense, mm-hmm. getting super, stupid excited, and oh, it was a bit to moderate. It was such a bitch to moderate. Um I don't even remember oh. what I wrote during that during that challenge. I'll have to go look it up because I was so focused on keeping her um but the thing is was when 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 you do have a writer producing the way she did during um that particular rough trade, you don't want her to stumble because of a reader. Mm-mm, no. So I am I I, I moderated the fuck out of her comments. Um left, right, and center through that first challenge, because I was like, you know she's she's really just she came out of the gate swinging, and I don't want her to trip up over some asshole comment or get drawn into a conversation or you know oh, yeah. the reasons why you're not allowed to ask questions during rough trade events is because the writers are supposed to focus on writing, not answering your dumb ass questions, or because if you're answering your these... questions, they're not writing,
1: mm. Or giving you the, the, um...
0: <laughs> so this illusion is she, plot. I that, think that you're she, right. I think it was an plot.
1: <laughs>
0: Ooh. I think you're right. Yeah. It, it was an plot. plot. Um, which I currently have torn apart, um, and I don't know what I'm going to do with it. I'm really
1: dissatisfied with the whole thing.
0: But... Go on. Um...
1: You can you, I, I, you and I can always have a phone conversation off of this thing and, and you know talk about it, you know if that would help. <laughs> we might that way to. we can actually talk about stuff out, and not and not euphemism it.
0: I, I carved out a piece of fandom for myself.
1: Mm-hmm. Because I wasn't
0: comfortable um, on archives, um, which is an an OCD issue for me i I wasn't comfortable on life journal um and so I made a space for myself, and the space keeps getting bigger <laughs> mhm because well, you know Julie and I have talked at length about how the wild hair was born and and what um it means to us and and why it's there and um um why it's shaped the way it is and why it has the rules that it has Um, I think that my unspeakable plot was over 150k by the end of that challenge dark Um, yeah and I did moderate the fuck out of Jilly's Dragon Inception of our yeah I did Um, and that was when I decided that I needed an expanded moderation team
1: (laughs) Well, you and me for a while, oh. and then <laughs> and then we grew up, and then Cinna volunteered, and then after that, um, Cina, uh declared that Jilly was hers, which meant that we started talking more in chat and stuff, and Jilly got folded into what people started calling the inner circle, and Azure was floating somewhere in there and also got sucked in, and OT was was our token guy for a long time and our look, only, look, you know.
0: That, 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 see the thing is, is I've always wanted my own little church lady and so now I got one. Which I know is really weird for an atheist to want, but I did, I wanted one.
1: The problem is, is the church lady we've got is not your typical church She's lady. perfect. <laughs> what?
0: She's perfect. She's the She's perfect, perfect church for lady for me. Don't disparage my, my relationship with
1: Azure. She's the perfect church lady. I'm not lady. your relationship. Look, Honestly, any church lady that you could have gotten, gotten she, you got the A
0: regular one. church lady. She'd have come. She'd have run screaming through the, through the streets with her hair on fire if I'd have actually gotten a. <laughs> That's the yeah, truth. That's the truth. That's the truth because... <coughs> <laughs> I was adding moderators to <laughs> thinking Headquarters on Facebook, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'm making Azure," because she's always up weird hours and she's in the chat room a lot. Yes. I'm like, "Fuck it, okay." So I made her a mod without even asking her, and Facebook notified her because it's well, yeah,
1: here's the other thing about it.
0: Then to ask for permission.
1: Well, here's the other part about it, honestly, which is, you know, if a you haven't figured out what the Azure rule is. You're on your damn own. The other thing is, is, you know, she had such a lovely way of greeting our new minions to the Horde that it's, you know, we had to include her.
0: Epic. It remains the most epic she greeting ever. She totally is. Ever. It totally is. <laughs> As there is the church lady in the church of talk. That's absolutely accurate. That is 100% accurate. How could I lead a cock worshiping cult without a church lady? Uh,
1: Come on. Well, yep, yeah, we've got our church lady. <coughs>
0: <coughs> sorry, that must be terrible. In your That's ear. okay. Um, and but mm, uh, no. So you know there are all these personalities in fandom, and I think that um. Um, it can create um all kinds of situations good and bad, and one mm-hmm. of the things that I think that we do um in fandom that could be considered. Eh. It's it's not good, and I'm I'm gonna share it with you because th- this happens in writing writing groups a lot. There, there is a culture among writers, and um, you end up kind of like having a hive mind, which is where tropes come from, and everybody's got a sentinel AU, and you know the the alpha omega trope, and oh, I have to write that now because somebody else mm. wrote it, and. You're not in the NCIS fandom until you've written a tag for um, Dead Air. Mm. Um, And these are all, this this is part of writing culture. It's it's not so much fandom culture as it is Mm -hmm. writing culture. In that we influence each other a great deal as writers. And you'll pick up good habits from other writers just by reading their work. You will mm-hmm. also pick up really bad habits by reading other people's work. Oh, yeah, too true. You'll pick up misspellings and use them yourself. You will pick up bad grammar. Um <coughs> you will absorb turns of phrase that are actually quite awkward um, and end up using them yourself because you read them so much. Um, Only Jilly will get this, but earlier today I was writing and one of my characters said whilst. W-H-I-L-S-T. Whilst. I want to tell you something. Americans don't say that. For those of you who are in Britain, Americans do not say that shit. Americans just don't say it, okay? We don't say it. None of our characters should say it either. If you're writing an American character, they should not say whilst. But they really should not ever say it. And I stopped. Because she and I had talked about this and how awkward it is to to see an American character like Gibbs say whilst And you're like... What? What? What the fuck? No, guess what? Never used that word. Come on. What? And I use it today. And I was like, God damn it! <laughs> I gave myself a timeout. Uh huh. I was like, Uh uh-uh, uh. Damn. <laughs> you
1: know, the other part about it, honestly, is in in the weird and wacky way, I'm I'm not helping us with our. Thing, uh, the the links are interesting, by the by. Um, <laughs> I do more Googling in because of conversations now. It seems than I do anything else. <laughs> so, um,
0: okay then. There, I had a reader. Um, I had a person on the Ask Me page ask me a question about. Um, Sure. I might have been in the forum. I don't really remember where. Um, I'll go back to it finally because I'm going to actually do a whole podcast on it. But I'm going to touch on it briefly here. Um, Talking about how um, writing fan fiction um, is um, easier because you can crutch on canon and avoid a lot of exposition. Yeah,
1: no. (laughs) I would say,
0: frankly, you should avoid a lot of exposition regardless of what you're writing. It is boring as fuck. And I'm going to tell you, as a writer, my first editing experience, my editor slashed and burned 10,000 words of exposition. And because she had slashed <sighs> and burned so much of my exposition, my story no longer met the required word content to be included in this anthology that I had already been paid for. So I had to Mm. go back and double the size of my narrative to make up for all the crap she took out that was unnecessary. The thing is, even looking back on it, I don't disagree with anything she removed. It was all completely unnecessary crap that I could have done better and did do better during the editing process. After. So she taught Mm -hmm. me a very valuable lesson. Exposition is boring. It slows down your narrative. It slows down your pace. Your readers will skip it. If you have five, six paragraphs of of narration, exposition, your reader is going to skip to the next piece of dialogue. I guarantee it.
1: Done it before. (coughs) There's, I mean, I, I will admit there's some that I will actually read the whole thing through, at least to start with, and that includes all the exposition, because for some authors, some of the really good stuff is hiding in there. No, there's not so much.
0: Well, the thing is, is that um, if you're crutching on exposition to tell your story, you're telling your story instead of showing your story, and that is the biggest single sin you can make as a writer. So if you have a writer who is putting the good parts in exposition, it's not good writing. Because she's telling you a story instead of showing you a story. Mm -hmm. And every writer needs to show you the money. And the dick. (laughs) Click on the link. (laughs) (laughs) i'm <laughs> um, i am i am serious about that you you need to show, not tell, and exposition is mm-hmm. telling, so you need to avoid it as much as possible if you have to do an info dump, sprinkle it through a conversation do it in a letter sparingly mm-hmm. sparingly um your reader doesn't need to know everything you know about your story; they need to know enough about your stories for it to make sense. Anything else is a vanity and if there is anything in fandom that is catered to more than vanity, I don't know what it is and I just don't mean reader vanity I mean writer vanity it is it is an epic monument to I love it. I do. I I love it. I don't <coughs> I don't require feedback. I don't ask for it. I don't blackmail for it. But I fucking love it. Sometimes when I feel it, down it, about it myself my or I feel like I've written something shitty I go over mm-hmm. to my comment section on my website and
1: read all your praise. It definitely does make you feel better.
0: And, and that's just vain as fuck and I don't care. Id the id fandom definitely feeds the id. It 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 definitely does. Um, and <coughs> I think in that respect, that um, if you're a writer who who exists as a writer in fandom and you step outside of fandom into um, a professional arena, um, you write. It's completely in isolation. different. Yeah, th- there's an isolation mm-hmm. there, and you, you and you might get reviews on websites and stuff, but it isn't the same. You, you don't have the same interaction with your readers mm-hmm. that you do in fandom.
1: And, and honestly,
0: having, you don't want it. No, you um, really don't been, want it. Um, because that's a whole new breed. It? Yeah. Some of because my, some of they, were they, they've spent money on you. Mm-hmm. And there's some entitlement there that's nothing like what you see in a fandom. No. I'm not saying no. it's like being a hooker. But it kind of like is. Being a hooker. Yeah. It's like being a whore. Yeah. Pretty much. And they want yeah. Them. They now, want their now, 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 now. Yep. Um. So you don't really want that kind of interaction with um readers who mm. who pay for your work. Um. In that particular instance, um, I think that my fandom, um, connections with Kira made fall for you a different kind of publication experience because I really didn't encounter um those um readers who. Okay. There are two sides of it. <laughs> One, I'm super grateful for all the support and the dollars um mm-hmm. that I uh used to, to renew my web package at the time when I got that big check. Mm-hmm. Um and but I don't like the implication that some readers put on you that that you should be grateful that they spent their money on you? Like, you weren't, uh, like they weren't entertained by your book um, and they didn't get what they paid for? I don't know. I, I can't really explain it. It's like there's like this attitude where... Yeah, like the first time I encountered a reader who basically wanted me to thank them for spending their money
1: to what buy my book. Sorry, the husband's I
0: I was like, I I could not do it. I could not thank her for buying my book because she made it seem like I was required. So I looked her right in the eye And said I hope you enjoyed it Now how would you like me to sign this (laughs) And that is literally Honestly Uh the last time I ever did a book signing (laughs) First and last Because I don't have the temperament for that Because it was all it, It took everything in me Not to write fuck you in my pen name In the inside of that book The only thing worse are the male readers who who assume because you write erotica that you're a whore, literally. And um, they can fuck you. No. And not only that, they can fuck you like people in the book got fucked. Yeah. Um, I wrote a book with a great deal think- of anal sex in it once. Male-female. Mm-hmm. And um, I had a um, local author who read the book, um, oh, wow. approached me during an uh, author um, event, and we're talking about the book, and he asked me to go home with him, and I said, "I'm married," and no, <laughs> to say it was like what? No, um, oh. and he said, "No one has to know." He says, "I've always wanted to fuck a woman oh. in the ass." What? I, yes! Yes! I was like, uh, what the uh, fuck makes you think so? What? I, I, what? He goes, well, you did it in your book. I said, you write murder mysteries. How many fucking bodies do you have buried in the backyard? And I said it really loud. And everybody kind of looked. Oh, look. yeah.
1: There's a. Oh, my God. <clears throat>
0: He left real quick after that.
1: (laughs) And I made it clear to the host
0: that I did not want to ever be in another event with him as long as either one of us lived. I don't blame you. Um, Although I do feel like I should call the police and report him for all the bodies that may be theoretically buried in his backyard since apparently
1: he's a method writer. (laughs) Oh my golly! <laughs> <laughs> oh. What I was going to say is, um, one thing I got was a couple times that people were expecting it to be longer. Yeah, Yeah, you know, with the various things that I wrote. It's like, how do you? I mean, I'm, I guess the the thing is. Um, I actually went and before I, I went to the publisher that I'm with, I went and I read the the various lengths, you know, of, of story that I could hit, and okay, okay I, I wrote to that. And I will admit there were there were a couple of the ones that I wrote that I actually knew that there was going to be some some, some pairing going on on there, and I was okay with that. So. I was writing over the, the the amount and it got pared down and it just it was within guidelines. Hey, that's great. The story was still working. I didn't mind. But you know, my my average story is somewhere in the twenties, I think. Yeah, you know, maybe maybe a bit bigger depending on how things are going. But you know, I don't routinely write one hundred and fifty thousand word epics. No,
0: not even in your favor.
1: No. And so to expect me to all of a sudden break out in a 75,000-word professional book, it ain't happening, folks. Okay. Um, If I did that, it would probably be me looking um, to see if I could actually do straight-line sci-fi. And I would go to a different publisher because that's not what the one I'm working with does. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah.
0: I want to live in a world with one-minute trial by combat. I do. (laughs) I do. I want to live in that world. That's my mothership right there in that fucking fit, that fucking short story. Oh my god, I mm-hmm. want one minute trial by combat to be a thing.
1: Mm-hmm. thing. that would definitely but, be an interesting.
0: <clears throat> one of the most offensive things I can I hear as a writer is. <clears throat> The only thing wrong with this is that it was too short. Well, Got thank you for thinking that my story is not complete, that I am a shitty ass writer who did not give you a proper ending. Fuck you in your eyeball.
1: Mm hmm. Yeah, and yeah, there, there's a part of me that wanted to say okay, it was longer, it was sloppier, it, was, it wasn't as tightly knit and my um, editor had a legit point in um, taking out some of the digressions and knitting it all tighter. It's a nicer, better, more complete story as it is than when I turned it in and I had some digressions down, you know, this area or another. You'd have been bitching about that if, if, you know, if we'd left it oh, as the is. The beginning because...
0: was so boring. I thought they would never meet.
1: Yeah. Blah, 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 <laughs> blah, 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 Yeah. Blah, 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 You know.
0: I do need a Dobby in a volcano.
1: Oh, God. Don't remind me. I want I want a Dobby. Mainly because I don't want to clean my house. But, you know. Who does? Yeah.
0: My house is a disaster right now. My new puppy. Kronos. hmm A.K.A. Little asshole. Um, yeah, I have one of those. Blew he. He blew another coat. For those of you who um, have a dog with a double coat, you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? Um, he was
1: he. He, he had. Is he triple layer or double layer?
0: Double and his undercoat was gone. I mean, we we had it, he had been groomed and it was gone. And then over the past three weeks, he has blown another coat. So I have been pulling wool-like hair from this dog for a week and a half. And I live in the South, right? So I can't not do it. I mean, he it, it would make him miserable. I don't understand. <laughs> maybe it's the weather. I don't know. I don't know why he did that shit. I mean, he obviously didn't do it on purpose. It was just uh, a response no, to his no environment, I guess. Or, or maybe a response to a new the environment.
1: <laughs> Well, there's that, but um, I know he's a rescue, okay? Mm-hmm. So my question is, um, he'd never been inside an AC, right? I don't know. Uh, that might be why. Barbara comments that she has a cat with with a triple layer. Well, her cat is, is a full 100% Maine Coon. Yeah, that's a a a big fluffy darling, and
0: I have been bringing him in. So maybe the the change in climate Mm -hmm. was enough. Anyway, he's super he's super annoying. Oh yeah, he's eating two meals a day. Um, he was underweight. He still Mm -hmm. is underweight. He's a year old, and he should weigh upwards of fifty pounds, and he weighs thirty seven. Pretty sure his growth has been stunted. He'll never be. He's as big as a female husky is as an adult. Um. So I doubt he will ever be more than forty pounds, and he really should be between seventy five and a hundred. Hmm.
1: That's that's going to impact him later in life too. Probably. But hopefully, yeah, hopefully everything goes as well as can be expected. I figure he's going to be loved and doted on. And oh, well, he's spoiled rotten. He's little good asshole. Things. Um, complete asshole. Yeah. Um, yeah, I call I've called Burke the 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 new cat that I've got the little black bastard because he has this nasty tendency of flopping down right as you put your foot in the, in that area to step. So you know that makes things interesting.
0: Lono's is of the belief that everyone he encounters is required to pet him, and if you don't I could pet do that. him in a certain amount of time. For the time that he would like you to pet him, he will bark at you. Until you pet him, but see the thing is, is when you have an animal barking at you, the last thing you want to do is get next to their head, right? It's it's completely counterintuitive.
1: <laughs> yeah, he does have a lot of He's got a ways before he learns and, that, and,
0: and pulling it off is um really time consuming. I combed him for an hour today, and I still didn't get all of it. Mm. So yeah And also the little asshole keeps sitting down When I try to comb him
1: <laughs> I take funny. it getting him to roll over And expose his belly so that way He can get all the nice fluffy there will not going to happen anytime
0: No, no. Um, I've yeah. my patience on this issue I'll be taking him somewhere to get him groomed Because fuck that noise I- Yes
1: But <laughs> <coughs> Let's put it this way. Burke has it. figured out that the <laughs> Burke has figured out that my uh the, the the sinks in the in the bathroom are are much cooler than anything but the floor. So he decides that he wants to lay in the basin and that's great while I'm doing other things, but when I want to use it, I have this cat there. So I turn the water on. And he basically sits there and he just kinda of looks at the water and ha- and wonders what's going on. And he doesn't really start moving until it actually hits his skin, which normally takes uh, about three to five seconds, maybe longer, depending on how he's laying. And then he kind of lazily gets up and walks out. He's in no hurry. Okay. He's an idiot. Yeah, you know, it's just.
0: I'd <sighs> grow the new puppy, but this Cisco. Fuck a limb.
1: I know. I really do. I miss my boys too. Um,
0: I I miss him so much. I um, Sisko was like my bro. I mean, we we went everywhere together. Um, uh, Carlos is super smart. But he's also an asshole. So it's um Siberian Huskies are just naturally smart dogs. So he he's very smart. Um just really super annoying Mm -hmm. but I have to be patient with him because I don't know what kind of experiences he's had Um, so I don't know um, but he learned to sit and to lay down and to find his spot in like
1: a day do me a favor he's
0: super trainable
1: yes do me a favor though make sure that if you actually have lobster um, around this one (laughs) hide it before.
0: I don't even eat lobster while they're in the house. I have to go outside in the backyard. Because <laughs> fuck that shit. <laughs> oh, gosh. It's been raining here for a fucking week. And I want you to know that that dog rolled around in a mud puddle. He was beautiful. He was silver and white. And black. You've seen pictures of him on Facebook, right? Now, yeah. he looks like a mud ball.
1: Take it that's the other reason he's going to a professional groomer? That could be part of it, yes. <laughs> is he going into the cargo section of your new vehicle or is oh, he going into God. the God, I don't
0: know. I might have to go get one of those like those blankets you put over your seat to keep your seat safe from your dog. I don't know what I'm gonna do. It's it's terrible. He's 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 a nightmare. Uh, he's your dog. I mean, it's so bad that you can, like, ruffle his his fur and dust will come up like pig pen.
1: Well? From peanuts. Um, I hate to say this, but, you know, worst case, you can always plant some seeds in there and then and hose them down. You know, get something out of this. He, is
0: so, he enjoyed it so much, though. So it was really hard to get mad at him because you could tell he was so happy to be out there and that he just had the best time. He had the best time ever. <laughs> so it was really difficult to get. Mm-hmm. It's really difficult to be mad at a really happy dog. You know, when they're just <laughs> they're just really super happy, and he couldn't have been happier have th- if he had tried.
1: Have you seen that that um, one of the uh, golden retriever and the uh, mud puddle? No.
0: But, <clears throat> but I'm sure yeah. I saw a reenactment of it in my backyard.
1: Oh yeah, I'm pretty sure you did. <coughs> I see if I can find it. Um
0: but, but um, okay, so back to fandom back to fandom. Um, mm-hmm. I, I do think that the links issue um does create a situation of unreasonable expectations for for readers mm-hmm.
1: who who believe in
0: and pick a pick up a professional work get pissed off when it's only 75,000 words I mean, cuz seriously David you need to stop cuz that's not how the publishing industry works um and we we've discussed book length before and how mm-hmm. um publish size who gets to have a big giant ass book and who doesn't and it's all about the money um and the time involved in editing because even if an ebook is easier to put out than a print book it still has to be edited. Yes. And if an editor can edit 425k novels, novellas or mm-hmm. one 100k novel in a month. 4 books will make more money than one. True. And so, they're not going to be as um, open open to editing that length of book. Um, the time involved, <coughs> the complicated content. It better be fucking complicated if it's a hundred K. You know, so it's just it's um, it, it it does create unrealistic expectations um, because publishers have guidelines and requirements and. Um, they also have content requirements. I um actually um. I write some fairly explicit sex. My mm-hmm. fan fiction sex tends to be more explicit than the the sex that I write in um a standard romance novel. Um, <clears throat> I actually got tagged by a reader in an email who thought that um. The sex scenes in Fall For You were were too tame. (laughs) I didn't write erotica, and I didn't write porn. I wrote an erotic romance. And there are guidelines and there are content requirements for each of those. If you want to see porn, you need to come to my site (laughs) and read it for free. But... but (coughs) But there is a difference in how sexual content is presented in various um, books and formats and um, genres, Um, wherein I I got told I was very filthy. You you were very filthy Um, for for you, but (laughs) but you're not normally all that filthy. I mean, you're you're not normally as filthy as you were in that book. (laughs) It's because I don't. You were like (laughs) filthy. you were like extra filthy but um but but there is a difference in in what you're writing and who you're writing it for and the audience that you have to greet um and where i have um Fan fiction readers who had an expectation of my sexual content um, going into the market to writing an erotic romance where I was writing not just for my fandom readers but for readers of erotic romance I had to meet a different standard mm-hmm. there is more creative freedom in, in fanfic you're absolutely right Fan fiction allows you to be experimental and, and brave and um, you can, you can try things out and either they work or they don't work. And there, and there's no, there are no consequences for that. And so that Mm -hmm. creates an environment where, where writers can explore um, genres and content that they might not necessarily explore professionally. Like, um, I'm not. Sh- I- At one time, I was not sure if I would ever write a BDSM novel professionally, but having played with it a lot in fanship fiction, I'm super comfortable with it, and I probably would write um, BDSM professionally. You'd write a very good one. I-, I just don't have any um, um, ideas market that Porter's really. Market. I don't. I don't really have an idea that really you know really inspires me yet, but that's you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, there is a, a, a freedom in, in writing fan fiction, and a lot of writers. You know, we we discussed the numbers before, but um, it's estimated that seventy percent, seventy to eighty percent of fan fiction is written by professional writers. Whether they're technical mm-hmm. writers or they're or journalism, they're they're
1: writing fiction. Um, Yeah, but I was a a straight-up fanfic writer for years before I ever went um, and and flipped over to actually writing pro. It doesn't matter now. Even now, I'm not so much now. But, you know, I'm still much more comfortable writing fanfic. But you're still a pro writer. I still am, yes.
0: And if you've ever written for your college newspaper, if you, um, mm-hmm. if you do technical writing work or anything like that where you've been paid, then you're a professional writer. Um, but, yeah, they, the, that's the estimate on, on fan fiction. It's 70 to 90, 80% of fan fiction is written by professional writers. And it doesn't necessarily mean they're all written by, fan, or by fiction writers or even um, journalism, mm-hmm. um, um, journalists. Technical writers, I would say a lot of technical writers end up in fandom. I, I really would. Well, you know, when you have to. I, you know, Chris, um, I don't want to, I'm not sure if I should be saying your name because you, you're new and I don't know how you feel about having your name on my podcast. I'm going to call you Chaos. Chaos. Um, it really honestly depends on the publisher on how much you can get away with crossing –
1: Crossing the stream. genres,
0: I don't know why I couldn't get it out. It just wouldn't come out. All of a sudden, it was just, But so, like, you know, you can <coughs> you can cross the streams with say um, paranormal and suspense, um, paranormal and science fiction. um hmm uh, You know, it just. It, I've seen paranormal and romantic comedy. Really fucking hilarious Um, Lost Fun Um, So you know There was a time when those lines Were very very hard And publishers didn't want you crossing them Um, But now you can Get get away with a lot Um, Like I One of my last um, Pro projects um, Recently um, Was um, A contemporary and I called my agent and said I need to kill somebody in this book and they were like why? I said because I'm bored somebody has to die I'm going to have to kill somebody <laughs> <laughs> I need a body and she said okay I said but the publisher said it had to be contemporary and she said well if it's just one body I'm not sure it qualifies as suspense <laughs>
2: I was like okay great
0: <laughs> Wait, you killing? it's going to be a surprise
1: <laughs> oh my god <clears throat>
0: So, <clears throat> <clears throat> so now, you know, just honestly, um, when it when it comes to independent markets like like the cobblestone, which both Lady Holder and I are with, you can cross the streams a lot and the publisher isn't gonna give a shit as as long as you tell a good story. Now there are lines, um there are fiction lines like a a publishing house will have a line of books that say, Okay, these books have to be contemporary romance. Or these mm-hmm. books have to be paranormal romance. Um, these books mm-hmm. are historical romance, straight historical, no paranormal elements, no mystery, no suspense. Um,
1: I don't think I could ever write in that last one.
0: Right? Uh, it's really boring. Um, yeah. So you know, if if you encounter a situation where you're thrown into a line at a publisher, you will there will be guidelines you have to meet. But, you know, I I think that you're perfectly, it's perfectly okay to write, um, like like I said, you know, suspense and paranormal at the same time, um, futuristic paranormal, um, sci-fi paranormal, uh, werewolves Mm -hmm. in space. Come on now. That'd be fun. That'd be fun as hell. Fun. Is this kind of like werewolves in space? space. Yeah. No. Like I said. It'd be sexy. Pigs in in space would not be sexy. No pigs in space. Oh, come on. Werewolves in space, yes. Pigs, no. Look, unless it's bacon, all I can no. think of this is Miss Piggy. No.
1: But all I can, I is can it think bacon? of is, is, is no. So, no, is it bacon? I can't do Muppets in space. Okay, fine. I'll see about, no, cause you that, know, that, doing werewolves in space. <laughs> Damn it. But. but, but, but yeah, well, werewolves in space just doesn't go quite tripping off the tongue like that scream of pigs in space does from the Muppets.
0: Well, here's a question, Hello. Azure. Um, would alien moons trigger a shift in a werewolf? The moon is always there. hmm when it's full in one region, it's not in another. So technically speaking, the moon is always full somewhere on Earth, right? Right? No. You know how that works? No. No? no. Mm. Are you sure? Uh-uh.
1: Pretty sure. Let's look it because up. It's not a full moon Astro- over in Europe, it's and it's Astro- a quarter moon over here.
0: Really? What about Antarctica? I really don't know. I'll see. Question. Is it moonlight? And if so, if you're inside, will you still turn into a werewolf? I think it depends on mythology. Because, like, I don't know. If it's cloudy and the moon's out, do you still turn into a werewolf? If you could turn into a werewolf. She's over here looking at the moon for me. It's reflected sunlight. So the sun is what turns a werewolf into a werewolf. Why aren't they a werewolf during the day?
1: <clears throat> well, we do, the, we do have the moon up uh, sometimes during the day. But it's not
0: moonlight because there's no such thing as moonlight. Claire's right. It's reflected sunlight. So, see, this, this myth just falls apart if you think about it.
1: Yeah, don't,
0: don't. All right. Thank you, Capricious. I appreciate that lesson in astrophysics. I never took any classes in astrophysics. I kind of always wanted to. Yeah. but i- But recently I'm really glad that I didn't because I was watching this show on, um, um, how the universe was made, and it talked about how the universe mm-hmm. was going to die. And it really freaked me out. I got fucked up.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay, it's so, not good.
0: I asked for the current Christ moon. Phase. is already explained the moon.
1: Oh well, whatever. You're you're getting this. It's the exact same both here and in Antarctica. Oh. You're welcome. <clears throat> Apparently, it's not going to be a full moon until the ninth in Antarctica so
0: is it okay here's a question is it only a full moon that makes a werewolf turn or is it only the first night of the full moon or what and why is it just the full moon turns a werewolf when it would still be reflected light if it was a half a moon I'm just saying
1: what are you doing? What am I doing? I'm eating ice cream. Specifically salted caramel ice cream. Moon magic. Just counting with magic and be done with it. It's it, it just <coughs> insanity.
0: I honestly wouldn't ride a werewolf that was a slave to the moon. Um, more the lines of they might enjoy being out at night with the full moon, but not that they were required to change. And that, and that's how I did it in, in Fall for You, because it really bothers me that a half a moon wouldn't make a werewolf change, but a full moon would.
1: Uh, it bothers me. I don't remember what I did. I think I, I ended up doing it as they use the, the, the time period is more used as a Everybody have a monthly monthly party more than anything else, and and you know let's have a, a um, moonlight picnic instead of having one in the middle I of bloody day. It and
0: frolic in the woods.
1: Basically, yes. So
0: so why do you turn cars
1: into orgy? No, I turn mine <laughs> into a community event. <laughs> All right. Since when so does naked
0: community bit not equal orgy?
1: Kids. Oh.
0: Wait, so why wait. We're a good time.
1: I know. Naked orgy happens afterwards. Yes. Yeah. Considering that you know the 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 one that started this whole thing was a threesome, so yeah. <sighs>
0: Did you know that the Earth actually has two moons?
1: Where's our second?
0: Way the fuck out there.
1: Uh, isn't that t- isn't that a temporary capture, and they're expecting it to spin off? One of these millennium? I don't know. I don't remember. I don't. But I it is the first
0: second we've had. We've had other moons before that have kind of uh-huh. um, popped into our orbit and then popped back out again. But you know yeah. what the most scary thing I learned when I was researching space for um, my thing that went nowhere is that there are orphaned yeah. planets in between galaxies yeah. and in between uh-huh. solar systems. So you could be tooling along in your spaceship and slam into a planet because it would be you wouldn't see it. You better have good sensors on your spaceship that would suck. because. They wouldn't be reflecting any sunlight because I don't have a sun. This would be hanging uh, out in the black between two galaxies, um, between two solar systems, and you'd never see it until you were on it.
1: True. Apparently, it's um, Crummy. Yeah, I think that's how you pronounce that. Yeah. Talk about not being spelled right. Um, but yeah, it's it's got this weird and wacky orbit, and uh, apparently we. But we do have it technically two. Yeah, of course they're never going to use that. But <clears throat> weird.
0: That's your <laughs> interesting. Back in the day. Yes. That Kira knows absolutely nothing about how the moon works.
1: I actually had to go and I spent probably a whole afternoon um, looking up something that basically amounted to four or five lines in a story. Okay. Question
0: If a werewolf is an astronaut and he goes to the moon, how much trouble
1: are his crewmates in? Oh, God, there's a thing.
0: <laughs> How's that for moon magic, Azure? What do you think?
1: <laughs> I'm afraid to find out. <laughs> but <coughs> but
0: <coughs> They would have... It would honestly I, maybe depend on the... Um, the makeup of the planet, as to whether or not it would have a great deal of gravity, um, and also I think how the gra- how the planet is moving, as to whether or not um, it yeah. would have a gravity well. Um, but I think that it if also... you um, are creating a spaceship that's going to leave the solar system, you either need to travel in a wormhole. Um, in a hyperspace which is like on a different plane uh, space plane or you need to have sensors so you don't theoretically run your ass into an orphan planet (sighs) what if he did go to the dark side of the moon would that be like his best place to ever live
1: I don't know. Is isn't the Floyd, I the Floyd over there.
0: She said, "Oh my god, Kara, what did I do?" <laughs> that's
1: Lady Hunter. I don't cat. know what you did, to Barbara. Oh no, that's that's my cat. Yeah. Um we have a we have a cat who uh basically is visiting me and I call him Casper because he's white. Um And he uh, is not willing to be um, invited into a home at this point, but he does want to get fed, so he gets food and water at this point. It's really hot out here, so the water is definitely um, a thing. And uh, he basically will sit at the back door and look inside and drive my two cats spare until I come out with food.
2: So... (laughs)
1: Yeah, so Farragut and Burke are all sorts of excited uh, at the thought of, you know, this cat on the outside. They want to know what this thing is. Then, of course, they never want to go Smith. Idiots. Um, yeah, Claire,
0: that's so what I was saying. I don't I don't know if an orphan planet necessarily would have enough gravity to pull a ship in or to even be detected based on its gravity. Um, so that probably wouldn't be a good way to, to look for them. You would Mm -hmm. honestly have a better time at easier time looking for them if you had some dude stationed at the window pointing a laser. (laughs) Uh. I'm being sarcastic. Please don't send me a whole essay on how that's not possible. It's possible, author (laughs) handwave of destiny.
1: Yeah, um, Casper is totally a troll cat.
0: Um, but I did decide that um, an orphan planet would be an excellent source of
1: mining materials, oh, theoretically. Yeah. Mhm. Depending on what it is, I mean, it if it, it has to be something relatively sturdy because it basically survives spinning out of its its solar system.
0: But there are like fifty or sixty orphaned planets. Outside our solar system. Mm -hmm. I'm eating Um, death fruit, um, Azure. I feel bad for eating it in front of you, kind of.
1: Sort of. Over the podcast. I had salted caramel ice cream. It was good. Mm -hmm. I don't like the salted caramel. Okay, the husband had mint chocolate chip. Why would you ruin perfectly good chocolate chip ice cream with mint? Really? Really. I like mint. I like mint chocolate chip. I like chocolate chip too, but mint chocolate chip is good. The only thing worse
0: than mint chocolate chip would be a mint peppermint patty. Gross. Look, mint should be in toothpaste. End of.
1: And peppermint? What do you think that stuff is?
0: I'm not super fond of that either.
1: Okay. So, would you want chamomile-flavored toothpaste or something?
0: I said mint only belongs in toothpaste. Okay.
1: Gum. Yeah, you know, they I'll have experiment. Um, okay. They they they, they have uh, garlic flavored. Um, yeah, they have garlic flavored uh, ice cream. That's ridiculous. That's almost
0: as bad That's as bacon flavored apple. ice cream. Got
1: that, that too. Gross. Then there people who out. put garlic or not, They they put uh, bacon in with chocolate.
0: I don't know how I feel about that either. On the one I'm hand, sure I like about the, how I feel about I, it I love bacon and I love chocolate. I just don't think the two of them should be together. It it doesn't seem it doesn't seem right. Yes, it seems very inappropriate. Yeah.
1: I don't know how I feel about it. I'm pretty certain I'm not happy with the idea myself. And having bought the husband a bar of it, I know he's very unhappy with the thought of it.
0: Mm. But you know what? It was really terrible. Um, I, what? when I worked um, um, at when I uh my last job, my boss bought me this um, chocolate orange. And I thought, oh, it's a uh-huh. big ball of chocolate. I'm so excited. And I opened it up, and it was a little orange slices. And I was like, yay, it's shaped like oranges. I'm so excited. It's going to be it's so good. chocolate
1: it orange.
0: Was, it was, oh, God, it was actually orange-flavored chocolate. It was the most terrible experience of my life, mostly because I was so excited to get it because, oh, I love chocolate, because it was dark chocolate, and it, was, and it smelled, oh, then I smelled it. And it was citrusy smell. And I was like, yeah. "What is this? Why? 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 Oh my God! They put chocolate in. They put orange in
1: the chocolate. Uh huh. I get those for the husband every once in a while. He likes them. No. And yeah, I know. <coughs> I agree. You get
0: candy bacon. but <coughs> You shouldn't put bacon in candy. <coughs> it's wrong. It's a sin. It's 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 blasphemous. That's just a terrible thing to do. Did you do
1: realize there's there's also people who put chilies in their their chocolate?
0: That's actually decent because it brings out the chocolate. It really enhances the chocolate flavor, like red pep, like a red pep. Oh, that's really good. But you can't do a lot, or I can't do a lot because um, it'll hurt my feelings um, and the lining of my stomach.
1: Uh huh. Yeah, that one's that that one is I one of the ones that is definitely not for me.
0: Tolerate a cherry chocolate or even a strawberry chocolate, um, but citrus I is have, just
1: completely inappropriate. There's this thing that I've got um, that is sorry, as it's dried death fruit, and then it's covered in dark chocolate.
0: Mm, that sounds really good. Yeah. Yes, for really those good. of you who don't know, strawberries, um, Azure, is profoundly mortally um, allergic to strawberries, which honestly is the most terrible allergy I can think of outside of shellfish. Mm-hmm.
1: Which is, is one bacon, reason why if Oh, it
0: is definitely Snape Harry inappropriate.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I'm going to get an email from some snarry fan. I don't care. Your pairing is disgusting. <laughs> I really don't. It's really inappropriate. And honestly, you're not even shipping Snape Harry. You're shipping Alan Rickman David um Daniel Radcliffe because Snape in the books is disgusting. I would I would ask anybody to find a single Snape Harry fanfiction written before Alan Rickman was cast as Snape. Because most Snape fans don't like Snape, they like Alan Rickman. And I like Alan Rickman, but Snape was a nasty ass character. Ugh. <laughs> Yeah, so there there we go. So even J. K. Rowling said at a at a fan thing, a fan stood up and told her that she loves Snape and J. K. Rowling interrupted her and said, No, you love Alan Rickman. Uh huh.
1: I will admit Alan Rickman. I honestly
0: I I honestly think that the redemption the so-called redemption of Snape's character in um, in The Deathly Hallows was more to do with how fans reacted to Alan Rickman than how um, she saw his character.
1: I let's see the, the the other character of his that I actually enjoy just because of the sheer comedic insanity and over to topness was when he played the Sheriff of Nottingham in uh, Robin Hood Prince of Thieves. And call off Christmas! Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes! My
0: favorite performance is actually Die Hard. Because it's not um, Christmas until Hans Gruber has spawned off the Wakatomi ca- Towers. <laughs> <laughs>
1: All on you dear no i'm 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 a fan of of um of him in you know as the sheriff of doningham he was also cool as the the rancher in um uh Quigley down under but honestly that's more about Quigley than it is about him yeah um <coughs>
0: I agree, Claire. I don't think that he was redeemed. I don't think Snape as a character is redeemable. Because once you bargain the life of an infant to a mass murderer, there is no redemption for you. Because essentially what Snape said was you can kill James and you can kill the brat but please don't kill Lily. And Voldemort said yes. And he did try. Didn't he? He told her to move aside. Yes he did. He tried to honor that bargain with Snape. And in that moment, Severus Snape became absolutely irredeemable when he decided that a fifteen-month-old baby—it was perfectly acceptable for a fifteen-month-old baby to be murdered in his crib, as long as the woman he had a boner for
1: lived. You know, this there is, is absolutely also one of those no things that family does. No? There, none. But, you
2: know...
1: You, you, no. i was just thinking, you know, fan, fandom gives you the, the, the time to do all of those, these discussions. It's interesting.
0: Well, okay, redemption for me, for Snape, after he made that decision, the only redemption I see possible for Snape, after he made that bargain with Voldemort, was for him to run ahead of of Voldemort, get to Godric's Hollow before he did and do everything in his damn power to stop him. If Snake mm-hmm. was redeemable, he would have been the first to die in Harry's defense. Not the last. Yeah. Just my opinion. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because you can argue that he did die for Harry, but it was much too late. Oh,
1: there's, I don't know. I I, I think I've totally avoided uh, actually having anything, writing anything to do with Snape for the most part. Which is I think to avoid this particular uh, Now Fanfic Redemption
0: is easier to accomplish Than canon redemption um, Because because you you can can say That Dumbledore cursed him um, Uh Memory charmed him Made him believe he made that bargain Even if he didn't Um, I honestly did believe That Ron was the Peter Pettigrew Of the trio.
1: I'm surprised he wasn't.
0: Yeah, she named him Weasley. Weasel. Weasel. (laughs) It's just, you're right. (coughs) It seemed like he was going to be the one to portray Harry. It from and in, some, and in my mind, he did. After all, he got Hermione. <laughs> and you know how I feel about that. <clears throat> Just saying. But no, I mean, if you go back and you have Dumbledore curse Snape and have all Snape's actions be the fault of Dumbledore, then you can kind of smooth away all the bad decisions he made because he wasn't acting on his own. But under Dumbledore's control, or you could have anybody do it. It has to be Dumbledore. You could have James Potter do it, which I don't necessarily approve of, or you could have um, Lucius uh-huh. do it, um, or Narcissa, or Bellatrix, um, in their efforts to keep their family together, to, to you know, to turn serious. I mean, to, I mean. Oh, that actually would be really interesting if Narcissa or Bellatrix had cursed Sirius Black. That's fascinating. I don't have time for a plot bunny. I really don't. I don't have time for a plot bunny, oh, because I currently have Harry Potter in Middle Earth. I don't have enough room for anything else.
1: I, I, by the way, that one's fascinating. Thank you. I had a moment as mm-hmm. you encouraged it.
0: And it was kind of like cracky to mm-hmm. begin with, but now not so much.
1: It's it's definitely one of the ones that I'm sitting there looking at, going, "That's just absolutely the most fascinating thing ever."
0: So here's what happens and for those of you who are interested.
1: Um, the
0: night that Voldemort comes for Harry, instead of creating a sacrificial. Lily's sacrifice was used to empower a portal that took Harry and threw him into Middle-earth right into Gandalf's lap, literally. And Gandalf takes him to the Shire to have Belladonna Baggins raise him, only to find out that Belladonna Baggins has passed away, and he decides to let Bilbo raise him. So Bilbo raises Harry Potter in the Shire. And eventually, he has to go back to Earth to fight because the goblins on Earth call him back um, through the portal. But he goes there and he trains and um, he has a war. And then he comes back. And when he comes back, he's in Rivendell for like a day when the dwarves and um, the dwarro and Bilbo come into Rivendell being... um, Um, Chased by horses. So here's Harry, his dad with a bunch of dwarves he doesn't know, and Gandalf sending him off to fight a fucking dragon. He's really not happy about it.
1: No, that's mild. And that's
0: my plot bunny. And that's my plot bunny.
1: (laughs) And I'm sitting here laughing
0: um, horribly because I'm having a good time with this. I had that plot bunny. Hold on, I'll tell you, because I started writing immediately. But <laughs> I had that uh-huh. plot bunny on, um, in the middle of the evening, on the 19th
2: of this uh-huh, month.
0: Uh-huh. And I have currently written, it's been 11 days and I've written 24,000 words. Ooh. I'm on chapter four. Hermione has followed uh-huh. him through the portal. Um, she's really pissed off that basically he was gone a day, and while he was gone he managed to sign up to fight a fucking dragon. She can't leave him alone for a minute. Um, so they're off to fight a fucking dragon, and, um, <laughs> and she's kind of vicious, and Dwalin wants to adopt her. Um, and so, you know, it's, <laughs> it's Azure's fault. Yeah. So anyway, it's twenty four K and I started writing it riding totally eleven is. days ago.
1: <laughs> as you do. Exactly dark. I, as you do. Yeah. As you do. It's it's But um, originally
0: it was basically Harry Potter being a smart ass to Thorin. The whole thing was about uh-huh. And how he didn't want his Ada, his dad, to be dating a fucking dwarf. And um he just didn't he wasn't on board with it at all. And he wanted to take his, his daddy back to the Shire and put him back in the Shire. And so he basically like mistreats Thorin all the way to Erebor. And this is and this is my plot bunny, but it isn't actually what I actually wrote. Um and but halfway is, to Erebor totally Harry see decided in in my little plot bunny that his dad would actually be better off with Balin, and so he like totally starts shipping it in front of Thorin's face. <laughs> but, um, and I had a little scene in the chat that I that I wrote for Azure where um, they're they're looking mm-hmm. for the Arkhan stone, and so Harry just summons it and hands it to Thorin and says, "Here's your stupid cursed rock." And Bilbo like, "Harry Potter, did you just put a cursed rock in the king's hand?" <laughs> Um yes. He is he is technically 20. He went to earth when he was 18. He came back when he was um 2 years later. But while he was on earth, he spent 10 years in a goblin time chamber being trained by the goblins. And in my plot, mm-hmm. body, the goblins are actually a branch of dwarf. Um so uh the, go, the the goblins on Earth are actually dwarves. And. Um, Just a little ugly a, I, uh, on the side. I have a whole little world thing going on there I think was really cool. So, anyways, um, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> this is not blame. I'm giving Azure credit.
1: Uh huh.
0: So. <clears throat> <clears throat> Anyways, that's my plot bunny I had eleven days before fucking um and I have twenty four thousand words. Twenty four thousand
1: five hundred and eighty words. I got this big scary grin on my face. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I will admit though that I, I um my last Weeks worth of of productivity has been that that
0: um, exactly. Bit I put up this name uh, by ma- magicals.
1: Um, yes. I can't actually say
0: the word that I'm using for their actual original species, but I'm going to write it for you right here. That's the original species D V E R G E R. Um, for the goblins on Earth, and they are um, basically a magical dwarf. Um, and there are three cool. classes of goblins on Earth: scholar, craft, and warrior. And the warrior goblins on Earth are like the dwarves on Middle Earth. <clears throat> Anyways, it's some. I, I did some pretty fascinating world building for having written that off the cuffs, I have to say, I'm not mm-hmm. often really impressed with myself writing off the cuff that way. But I was like, yeah, that 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 works. That's that's pretty cool. So, <coughs> I'm really enjoying that. So. Yeah, I Plot Bunny, I, Azure Plot Bunny Me And I indulge in some crack And it's really all her fault Because she has this crack idea going on And every time she brings it up I bring, I bring up the Death Eater Circus And <laughs> There we go mm. <coughs> So yeah. <coughs> mm. oh, sorry. Oh.
1: And you were doing okay. I'm, I think it's just the, the length of time you're talking.
0: It's heat. I got really hot and I can't turn my fan on because it's too loud for this microphone. And I can't tune it out. Uh, um, So I'm hot now. So, yeah. But we only have 11 minutes left. Okay. Yeah, Dar- yeah it's a Death Eater Circus. Um, Yeah. <laughs> Bellatrix and Narcissa are trapeze artists. And Lucius is the lion tamer, and the genie um, is the head clown now. (laughs) But she wasn't always the head clown. All the other Death Eaters were clowns, but they wouldn't let the genie drive the car, so she ate them all, and now she's the head clown. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I had had a whole thing. I had a whole thing. Yes, I made the genie a clown. I I regret nothing. (laughs) Is there anything scarier than a snake cloud? I'm not sure there is. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> but, it is,
1: but it is all as fault. Yeah. Yes, yeah, I can. I can live with that.
0: Look, it is my job so, to sprinkle ideas on people and watch them grow. I don't appreciate it when it's well, turned
1: on me. Yeah, you're, you're, um,
0: uh, Dark says, I regret nothing um, is the motto of fandom. I disagree. I think the motto of fandom is actually hold my beer.
1: <laughs> I'm holding your coffee
0: still. Would you like to take anything? um, <clears throat> You've been holding my coffee since two
1: thousand eight. Yes, this is true. <laughs> but, <coughs> but, um,
0: there actually, absolutely, does have to be snake clowns in response to that atrocity that you're.
1: Oh my God! Yes.
0: Torturing them. Yes. I, I, I'm
1: totally agreeing with. I'm agreeing with Kira on that one. <laughs> snake clown oh.
0: the genie that had clown <laughs> now the other clowns that he had to hire to replace the ones she ate they definitely let her drive the car
2: <laughs> oh
0: gag ah <laughs>
1: So what I was going to say is I for the the um prompt to survive I basically spent the work week putting together an additional 3,000 almost 4,000 words for that Cool. It's a some short story <laughs> now. Awesome. Hmm? Yeah, I, I have so. no
0: idea what you're talking about. I'm sorry.
1: You don't? You didn't no, see the one you that, that little thing I put up? Oh, um, on the the workshop where you've got the the prompts.
0: Oh yes, I read that. Okay, okay. Sorry.
1: Yeah, it's okay. Um, I your Hobbit pick. I, <laughs> no. This wasn't a hobbit. Your this hobbit
0: chief. Well, she acts like a hobbit.
1: Yeah, my she hobbit chief. Garden, the one I, I the, the, the <laughs>
0: Yeah, the hobbit chief. Yes. Yeah.
1: Hey, you know, if you, if you're only told one thing, be creative. You know.
0: But, but, but yes. Um I do think that you know honestly when you look at fandom that um it's a mixture of good and bad, but um more often um the companionship and the friendship and the creativity that you find in fandom um creates a very safe and and fun place to be for the most part um and I think that also that we are very good at policing ourselves as far as like um mm-hmm. bad behavior um um at least within my particular arena, um, I don't see readers abusing each other. Or And one of the things, one of the worst things about fandom is watching a group of readers drive a writer out of uh, out of fandom. And I have to tell you that if I ever witness that personally, I'm going to come unglued on every single fucking commenter. I'm just, I'm going to tell you, it's going to be not good. Oh, I don't understand. I think the harassment that comes into like you deciding that someone like was it Mika who wrote um, Tony as a Navy SEAL that you decided that her idea is is so offensive to you that it becomes your life mission to make her miserable and make her leave fandom who the fuck do you think you are Now, there are people in fandom who've written shit that really made me furious. I mean, lit- just fuck furious. You could have seen my temper from Orbit. Or at the very least, Arizona. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I didn't
2: have to, but you to didn't see, see me it. I heard it. That was funny. Fandom.
0: We tried. I didn't see me writing
1: somebody out of not me. Well, this is true, but we ran them out of our corner. Well, there's that one
0: person, yeah. But that was not because of the content of their work. Even if that was particularly offensive, it was because he called me a cunt. Mm-hmm. And he yeah. didn't mean that in a fun way. True. But... <sighs> So while, yes, I did find his particular um, writing um, offensive, that's not why he's not a part of Rough Trade or why I blocked him on Facebook. It's because of how he treated me as a person. Point. Because if I was going to ban people for their content, I have to tell you, (laughs) I could go through AO3 and make a hit list of people that oh I don't man. want to be associated with oh my god oh my god what is up with all the fucking pedophilia on AO3 and that is, that is a terrible part of fandom um, I talked about it before and I'm going to talk about it again um there are many problems I have with pedophilia, but one of the biggest problems I have with pedophilia is the affiliation it has with actual pedophiles um, and how it attracts those kinds of predators to archives who come to AO3 to read that shit and jerk off. So those authors on AO3 who have written pedophilia, who have written Chan, who, um, there's some nasty-ass pedophile who put her on his favorites list so he can go find her and read her nasty ass fiction. Congratulations. Ooh. You just gave wank material to a pedophile. I hope you're happy. Not really. I hope you're desperately unhappy actually about it because that's just, Oh,
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> <coughs>
0: Okay. And on that happy note time.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I didn't mean to get it just really upsets me. It just really fucking upsets me. It doesn't
1: do anything um, for me either. Yeah.
0: But there are parts of fandom Life that are just really deeply uncomfortable. Um people who who go on fanfic groups and look for rape and torture, I don't know why you do that. I'm trying hard I'm i I'm judging you. I'm sorry. I can't even lie and say I'm trying not to. I'm totally judging you and I'm not even going to um pretend that I'm not. If if you go looking for explicit rape and torture, I am judging the fuck out of you. I don't know why you do it.
1: I don't get Word. it. Either. Okay.
0: If you're a regular commenter on my fic and I see you on another archive commenting on something that's really terrible, I think to myself Are they lying to me about my fic, too? (laughs) Is that terrible? That's terrible. I don't care. But (coughs) but (coughs) how can you like me and like them at the same time? Oh, my God. I don't know. I don't understand.
1: That's just me wanting. But, no, I'm serious.
0: Um, Yeah, just I'm judging
1: the fuck out of you. Okay. Okay. Let's go talk about something else for the next minute. Um, we got 90. For everybody seconds. who's gonna be doing rough trade. Okay. Hey, for everybody who's gonna be doing rough trade, I wish you guys all the best of luck and I hope um everything goes well. Um I know that I am waiting incredibly impatiently for midnight so I can start writing. Um
0: We have basically fifty five seconds until you can officially start writing. Um shortly after the podcast I'll be going I'm over to Rough Trade. To um, set up your author privileges, so you won't have to wait for me to approve your shit. Um, remember that you have to post an entire episode. You cannot post part. Okay, dokie It was very clear um, it's in the be rules. a couple days
1: for me. It's gonna be anyway, a couple days
0: for me then. Yeah, it's gonna be a couple days for everybody. Um, in fact, if I see somebody mm-hmm. post their episode today, I'm gonna be a little suspicious thinking you cheated i'm gonna think you cheated anyways you guys have a great weekend and we'll catch you later say good night
1: good night